Section 13 of Stories from Le Mort d'Arthur and the Mabinogion, retold by Beatrice Clay. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter 13 The Fair Iselt. Thus Tristram sailed to Ireland, and when he drew nigh the coast, he called for his harp, and sitting up on his couch on the deck, played the merriest tune that was ever heard in that land and the warders of the castle wall hearing him sent and told king anguish how a ship drew near with one who harped as none other might then king anguish sent knights to convey the stranger into the castle so when he was brought into the king's presence tristram declared that he was sir tremists of lyons lately made knight and wounded in his first battle for which cause he was come to ireland to seek healing for with the king made him welcome and placed him in charge of his daughter Iselt. Now Iselt was very famed for her skill in surgery, and moreover she was the fairest lady of that time, save only Queen Janvier. So she searched and bandaged Sir Tristram's wound, and presently it was healed. But still Sir Tristram abode at night Anguish's court, teaching the fair Iselt to harp, and taking great pleasure in her company. And ever the princess doubted whether Sir Tristram were not a renowned knight, and ever she liked him better. So the time passed merrily with feastings and in the jousts, and in the list Sir Tristram won great honor when he was recovered of his wound. At last it befell upon a day that Sir Tristram had gone to the bath and left his sword lying on the couch, and the queen, entering, espied it, and taking it up, drew the sword from the sheath and fell to admiring the mighty blade. Presently she saw that the edge was notched, and while she pondered how great a blow must have broken the good steel, suddenly she bethought her of the piece which had been found in the head of her brother, Sir Marhus. Hastening to her chamber, she sought in a casket for the fragment and returning placed it by the sword edge, where it fitted as well as on the day it was first broken then she cried to her daughter this then is the traitor knight who slew my brother sir marhus and snatching up the sword she rushed upon sir thristam where he sat in his bath and would have killed him but that his squire restrained her having failed of her purpose she sought her husband king anguish and told him all her story how the knight they had harbored was the one who had slain sir marhus then the king sore perplexed went to sir tristram's chamber where he found him fully armed ready to get to horse and tristram told him all the truth how in fair fight he had slain sir marhus ye did as a knight should said sir anguish and much it grieves me that i may not keep you at my court but i cannot displease my queen or barons sir said tristram I thank you for your courtesy, and will requite it as occasion may offer. Moreover, here I pledge my word, as I am good knight and true, to be your daughter's servant, and in all places and at all times to uphold her quarrel. Wherefore, I pray you that I may take my leave of the princess. Then, with the king's permission, Sir Tristram went to the fair Iselt and told her all his story. And here, said he, 
I make my vow ever to be your true knight, and at all times and in all places to uphold your quarrel. And on my part, answered the fair Isolt, I make promise that never these seven years will I marry any man, save with your leave and as ye shall desire. Therewith they exchanged drinks, the fair Isolt grieving sword a while. Then Sir Tristram strode into the court and cried aloud before all the barons, Ye knights of Ireland, the time is come when I must depart. Therefore, if any man have aught against me, let him stand forth now, and I will satisfy him as I may. Now there were many present of the kin of Sir Marhas, but none dared to have ado with Sir Tristram. So slowly he rode away, and with his squire took ship again for Cornwall. End of section 13 Read by Anna Nomoska.